Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the For Such a Time as This podcast, show, broadcast, whichever one you want to call it. It's okay. And I'm your host. This is Prophetess Epiphany Tanya. You can call me Epiphany Tanya. Really doesn't matter. Don't have to be big on titles. But <laughs> to God be the glory. So I welcome you on today into the podcast and say thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. And I'm just excited about the message that I have for you today. So as we're accustomed to do, we always do. We're not going to shirk on doing that. We're not going to neglect so great a salvation or prayer. So we're going to go into a word of prayer and then we're going to get started on this message today because like I said, it's a it's a good one. It's a doozy. It's it's something that's going to really bless your soul. So bless your life. Bless you. So Father God, we just bless you. We just praise you. We just magnify you. We just glorify you. There is nobody like you, Lord God. We just ask you to step into this broadcast, step into this podcast, have your own way. Draw in those that need to hear this message today, Father God, that need to hear this message, that need this word for their life, Father God. I pray some kind of way that this podcast would reach them, Father God. Maybe it's the one that's listening that will share it with them, Father God. Maybe it's they just happen upon it. However it goes, Lord, you see fit, Lord God. You know all the different ways that you can get messages to your people, Father God. So I just pray you bless me in speaking and in sharing this message, Father God. Give me the words Bless these lips of clay, touch and anoint these lips of clay, have your own way, give me what to say. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you, break up the follow ground. I pray for your protection all around us, between us, your angels and can't run about us, hedge your protection all around us, place your hand upon us that no evil may not harm us, break up the follow ground, let our let our heart, mind and soul be the good ground for your word to fall on, grow up and bear much fruit. Let us not just be hearers of the word, but doers as well. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, revelation, proper interpretation, rightly dividing your word of truth. In Jesus' name, we pray. We love you, Lord. We blow kisses to the King. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So again, welcome. Tonight or today, whichever time you're listening to this, beloved, we're going to be talking about the one whose message book name word scripture um, is the inspiration for this podcast. And you know that the title of this podcast is for such a time as this. So today, beloved, we're going to be talking about Esther, Esther and the ways of submission and obedience. Glory to God. So I hope that this is a blessing for your life. And we have to understand, you know, we've treated submission, that word, we've treated it as, as if it's a dirty word. And it's time that we start grabbing hold of the keys that are missing. There are some missing parts in our walk, in our life with Christ. There are some missing keys that we often neglect, overlook, um, don't want to deal with, don't want to receive, don't want to listen to. And it's something that's missing. It's blessings that are missing. There's um, favor. There's different things that God has for our lives that we're yet to receive the fullness of them until we start 
adhering to and heeding to some of these areas where, you know, again, we've treated it as a dirty word. Submission is one of them. Obedience is another one. Um, so let's, let's just get into this word and let's see what we, let's see what we hear. Let's see what we learn. Let's see what, you know, the Lord may reveal to us. So again, we're reading out of Esther. Um, I'm in Esther one. I'm going to read, um, now it came to pass in the days of Asuerus. This is Asuerus, which reigned from India even into Ethiopia, over 170 and 20 provinces. That in those days when the king Asuerus sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shushan the palace, in the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all the princes and his servants and the power of Persia and Media, the nobles and princes of the provinces being before him. So basically what they're trying to tell you is that the king had a big party. So when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom in verse four, in honor of his excellent majesty, many days, even a hundred and four score days. So this was a party that went on for a very long time. And when these days were expired, verse five, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shushan, the palace, both unto great and small seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace where were white green and blue hangings fastened with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and and pillars of marble and the beds were of gold and silver upon a pavement of red and blue and white and black and marble and who says that God doesn't want us to look good because this this party looks like it's it's really nicely decorated and there is all these wonderful colors going on. There's a lot going on. And he said, and they gave them drink in the vessels of gold and the vessels being diverse in verse seven, one from another, the royal wine of abundance, according to the state of the king. Right. So this is according to whatever he was um, providing and, and, and telling them to give out this, what was, this is what was happening. And this is whatever the, the king had ordained and the drinking was according to the law. None did compel for so the king had appointed to all the officers of his house that they should do according to every man's pleasure. So it was like you could drink or not drink. It wasn't forced upon you. So also Vashti, the king, the queen made a feast for the women in the royal house, which belonged to King Asuerus. I love how they pointed out this idea that it wasn't just that the royal house, but it was the royal house that belonged to the king. Right. It all belongs to the king, right? So Vashti, here she is. She's sitting up here, queen, and she decides she's going to have a party in the royal house, again, which belonged. And they even have that belonged. They have it in italics, which is giving it some type of special meaning, belonged to the king. So now we see on the seventh day, when the heart of the king was married with wine, he commended, he commanded, sorry, Mehuman Bistha, in Harbona, Bigtha, in Ab Abagatha, Zethar, in Carcass, the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of, of Asuerus the king to bring Vashti the queen before the king with the crown royal and to show the people in the providence her beauty, for she was fair to look on. But check it out in verse 12, but the queen Vashti refused to come to the king's commandment by his chamberlains. Before, therefore, was the king very wroth and his anger burned in him. Check it out. So here you, you, your queen and you're sitting high on your horse and you're sitting in the house and you're throwing parties in the house that belongs to the king. 
But yet when the king makes a request of you, you refuse to come. So her refusal, we're going to, I'm jumping a little ahead of myself, but her refusal actually opens the door of opportunity for somebody else. But let's, let's read on. Let's go. Let's keep going. So then the king said to the wise men, which knew the times for so was the king's manner toward all that knew law and judgment. And so he, he's going to seek some godly counsel here where he's going to get some, um, some counsel about what he should do about this fact that she has refused. And next unto him was Karshina, Zethar, Admatha, Tarshish, Mirez, Marcina, and Memukan. Memukan. This, these names, I'm telling you. The seven princes of Persia and Media, which saw the king's face and which sat the first in the kingdom. What shall we do unto the queen Vashti according to the law? Because she have not performed the commandment of the king Ashuerus by the chamberlains. And Memukan answered before the king and the princes, Vashti the queen have not done wrong to the king only, but also to the princes and to the people that are all that are in all the provinces of the king Ashuerus. So this is you got to understand what he's saying. He's telling him that. She didn't just do this thing to the king. She didn't just refuse to come to the king. But you got to understand when you sit in the power of authority, you sit in the seat of authority, that your life is an example for all those that are in your kingdom, all that are under you, all that were under him. His life is an example. His life is, you know, whatever he decrees is what the people must adhere to. So whatever happens with him, so goes the kingdom. So anything that, you know, his wife is doing to him, that he's doing to his wife. All these things are going to be viewed by all those that are sitting in that kingdom. And they're going to take that as an example of how to live their life. So he says to him that he didn't just, she didn't just do what she did to the king, but she actually, she actually, this deed of the queen in, in verse 17 shall come abroad unto all women so that they shall despise their husbands in their eyes. When it shall be reported, the king Ashwaras commanded Vashti, the queen, to be brought before him, but she came not. So he's saying that now she's going to be an example for women everywhere to rise up against their husbands, to be disobedient, to to buck against the system, to buck against the husband, to say, oh, I listen to you and cause complete chaos in the household. Sounds like what we have going on today. Sounds like feminism to me. So now she's going to teach all the other women that, oh, this is horrible. You don't have to listen to him. You're your own woman. You can rise up. You can do what you want to do. You can sit up in his house. Said the house that belonged to Asuerus, the king. You can sit up in his house and you could do what you, your own thing, what you want to do. And you could tell him what to do and you could push him around. See, that was the message. That was the falsehood and the lie that by Vashti's actions, she was saying. And so, you know, working as a counselor in the mental health profession, and often I work with families and, and, and I work with children, but I don't just, I never just work with the children. I work with their families as well. Um, I often try to teach parents that 
behavior is a language. A lot of times the parents are like, oh, well, this child won't talk to me. They won't say anything. But no, they're talking to you through their behavior. You have to be able to pay attention to what the behavior is saying. And in this situation, Vashti's behavior was communicating a message to all of the kingdom. Her behavior of disobedience, her behavior of not honoring the king was sending a message throughout the kingdom. It was like waves. It was like vibrations, right? If you know, if you, if you throw a pebble on the water, there's going to be these waves, these little vibrations that's going to go out and it's going to affect the other parts of the water. So her actions and behavior was now going to affect the rest of the kingdom. It was going to affect the women that were in that kingdom. So it says, likewise, shall the ladies of Persia and media say this day unto all the king's princes that which have heard the deed of the queen, thus have heard the deed of the queen, thus shall they there arise too much contempt and wrath. So she can rise up and she can do what she want to do. I can rise up and I can do what I want to do. And I can talk back and I can get with him and I can put my hands on, you know, you're not women now commit committing domestic violence. So it's all types of stuff going on. And I just wonder, you have to wonder if this was the seed, this was the beginning. This was the beginning, a little droplets, the beginning, little seeds of, uh, of dissension that came into the the genders between men and women and now it's all this strife and dissension why because somebody had to rise up and say i'm not doing that i'm not listening i'm not going to submit i'm not going to be obedient so we had to create chaos because somebody didn't want to learn the ways of obedience or submission right and you have to understand when you hear this word submission, I, I know it, it's, it's probably rubbing you the wrong way when I'm saying what I'm saying, <laughs> but you don't understand. So just stay with me. Just stick with me here because it's going to get good in the end if you understand what we're, where we're going with this. OK, so it says that it says, if it please the king in verse 19, let there go a royal commandment from him and let it be written along among the laws of the Persians and the Medes that it be not altered that Vashti come no more before the king Asuerus and let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she, my God. And when the king decree, the king's decree, which he shall make, shall be published throughout all his empire, for it is great. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small. And the same pleased the king and the princes and the king did according to the word of Memucan, for the for he sent letters unto all the king's provinces and to the province according to the writing thereof and to every people after their language that every man should bear rule in his own house and that it should be published according to the language of every people so let's look at this just 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 in chapter one of esther let's just look at it so vashti consequences of disobedience was banishment from coming before the king and in her disobedience it opened up a door it opened up a vacancy there was now an open position to fill my god sometimes what somebody else doesn't do sometimes somebody else's disobedience can be an opportunity for you my god mm. sometimes <laughs> But think about this. All she had to do was come. It wasn't much. Think about Jesus walking on the water 
and, and Peter saying, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. All Peter had to do was step out the boat and come. And by him stepping out the boat and coming, he had a miracle happen. He got to walk on water. Sometimes in your obedience or in Vashti's case, disobedience, you may gain or miss a miracle and a blessing. My God. Sometimes all it takes is one word. Sometimes it's only one word from the Lord. He's asking you to step out on. He asked Peter to get out that boat and step on the word come. He asked Vashti, the king asked Vashti, just come, come before the king. And she refused. And in her refusal, she lost it all. She lost her crown. She lost her royal status. She lost her authority. She lost her title. She lost her position all because of one word. She refused to come. My God, but God has something that he's trying to do in us. There's something he's trying to do in us. There's something he's trying to get through us. There's something he's trying to do with us. Hallelujah. And sometimes the missing piece that we're missing is the submission to authority. My God. And so when Vashti refused to come, she gave up she gave up she she lost out on a lot i'm sure she was regretful of her decision after the fact but the fact of the matter was that there are some blessings to obedience there's some blessings to submission she got to enjoy all of that royal priesthood she got to enjoy the parties having parties for her girlfriends oh let's go in the royal house she has set up her own party she got to have she got a lot of blessings and favor. She only had one commandment though, and that was to come and she refused. So my God, my God. So we have to recognize, hallelujah. So this is going to be continued, hallelujah. Because Esther is a is a um, worthy book of taking and dissecting and, and going into and getting so many blessings out of. There's so many blessings in the book of Esther. So we're going to come back on part two, but this part one about Vashti refusal, Vashti's refusal, my God, that she lost it all and she had one command and that was to come. But if we, we fast forward into the New Testament, we see that there was another that God told to come and it was Peter and Peter stepped out on the boat. He got to walk on water. So he had a blessing. He got the miracle of walking on water. He was one of the only ones besides Jesus that we know of that I could think of that got to walk on water because he obeyed the commandment, which was to come. So glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. God, help us not to have, hallelujah, disobedience in our heart, God. Deliver us from disobedience. Drive it out, God. Help us to drive out disobedience out of our heart, God. Help us not to miss out on the blessings that you have for us because we don't want to submit and we don't want to obey and we don't want to listen to the authority that you placed in our life, God. Have mercy on us, God. Please have mercy on us, God, for our disobedience to authority. Please, God, have mercy on us for the disobedience of submission, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, to learn your ways of submission, of humble submission and obedience. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Let this word go out. Let this word prick the heart. Let it grow up and bear much fruit. We thank you in Jesus' name. Stay tuned for part two of this message about obedience and submission and the blessings that come from it. We're going to be looking further into Esther. We're going to be looking at Esther 
and how she got to the position that she got to um, in the kingdom through her humble submission and obedience. Hallelujah. She was able to obtain the kingdom. She was able to obtain the status as queen. Hallelujah. She was able to reign and rule alongside of King Asuerus over all this great kingdom that he had because this man's kingdom was large and it was great, the Bible says. And, and Esther got a chance to reap the benefits and the blessings of submission and obedience. So stay tuned for part two.